1: All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. We are recapping the championship game, which went exactly as planned. Correct, Josh? Is that how we play, play, play this thing out? <laughs> I think so. Some people I did. <laughs> it's do. It was a game. MWR.com, you can check all of our stuff out. We put up this, will probably be dated and not accurate, but bull projections are out the final one. And no, we're not going to discuss too much about the top four because the playoff ranking show, which no mountainous team will be ranked. And it'll take let's see, we're recording eleven forty seven Mountain Time. It probably won't be released till five PM Mountain Time, I'm guessing. Exaggerate exaggerating, but who cares? (laughs) We
0: should be releasing it in the next half hour or so. Still.
1: This show this show is a five hour show. Nobody like you said, everybody turned away at eleven AM Mountain time to go watch NFL when the top four is (laughs) relaxed. But we're not talking about that. Are you ready for the Mountain West title game? Do you want to gloat about your one projection that was correct? I saw,
0: I saw, we, they asked, we were asked to make bold predictions And you, we can argue about whether or not It was a bold prediction I say this I said 5 plus combined turnovers
1: Congratulations right. Hey there were exactly 5 right?
0: Yeah there were exactly 5 So that was three by
1: There was also a Michael our buddy put out a 50 yard pass play Got that I was it, close in picking a Trick play goes disaster wrong there was a flea flicker that was successful, and the NLV player had a similar play, but decided not to throw it. I'm like, throw it! And he did not. I'm like, oh man. Because that could have been something. But the yeah, game is... He was, did think about it. He did. I'm like, ooh, if you're thinking about it, just run, dude. Just run the ball or throw it away. <laughs> but it being a blowout for Boise State, with a... This game was interesting for a lot of reasons. For... Uh, Trying to think of what way how I'm gonna phrase this by sounding proper, but it doesn't matter. This game wasn't really that close, honestly. Way more points than we thought. We we were correct in saying like Ricky White would do his thing, Ashton Gentry would do his thing. Um, Taylor Green, who cares how many interceptions he has? Let's start with him because he, him and Maddox it was a Maddox Mason Maddox whatever his name is got hurt and yeah. You know, when they no, had Matt, I, I, two last names, I guess I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to say sometimes one of those things. But having Taylor Green, he, like he came out, had the like interception, comes back a big play, big running play. I felt he was playing like not with nothing to lose, but he was no fear of being benched. So I wonder if he was just kind of letting it rip out there, because with Avalos, yeah. it was rotating like in between within a single series, they'd it switched the quarterbacks around.
0: Yeah, it. it, it. It sucks that he had to get surgery, but I think that was honestly the best thing that could have happened to Boise, along with the firing. You know, because you're right; it allowed him to it allowed Taylor Green to calm down, allowed him to focus in
1: and not have to worry about, am I going to get pulled? Yeah, and he had that huge seventy yard run play, which was amazing. Right after reception, he his he's very efficient. Like they clearly, we know what Boise wanted to do. They ran fifty one to fifty one rush plays to fifteen pass plays. You don't know if he couldn't stop it. Rebels, like, they were doing, like, Jonathan Baldwin did his best he could. Jackson Woodward did the best they could with about 20 combined tackles. But once they started running, like, with Genty, like, he could not be stopped. And George Shawnee had as many carries, wasn't nearly as efficient. Half his yards came of one play, but he was there to give Genty a little break here or there. But this game's 14-7. It's like, okay, going down the field, touchdown. They're going back and forth. They get to pick six. There's a fumble that leads to a touchdown. The interception leads to a field goal. The turnover things were a big deal, clearly, because it wasn't just that, but there was at least 10 points off turnovers for Boise State, and only 7 for UNLV. I, I, I think I
0: said it in our preview that Boise needed to play ball control, and they did. You know, they held the ball for 37 minutes, but UNLV only had for 23. They were able to contain contain UNLV at times, too, because, I mean, they only had 81 yards rushing. They were they forced them to throw. And, I mean, he did okay. You know, they went 18 of 38. Well, actually, I shouldn't say they did okay. You know, they were 18 to 38 for 217 yards. And, you know, while Ricky White got his, I mean, they held him in check pretty much. You know, we only had six catches for 86 yards, no touchdowns,
1: so. Rebel, yeah, it's he got his, like I mentioned, it, it's the two guys, Jacob and Ricky, that's it, six, six each. They did kind of their thing. But they couldn't get a ground game going. Boise's defense, we know, is really good. Only 20 points. And it is because interim coach, defensive coordinator, was firing them up the whole game. They were... They made only 8-5. And, and they get this win. But they came out firing. Like, the first three drives were touched. You would have to pick six. They didn't care. They had the... Was that the 70-yard? Yeah, no, that was the deep pass play. Like, to Austin Ball. Like, they came out and scored on their first four possessions a touchdown. UNLV's defense couldn't do anything. And they scored on... Look at those first drives. Like they were all under ten plays, and it's through three play touchdown drive, one play touchdown drive. There was nothing. This was over before halftime. Did you think at any point yeah. Rebels would come back when they're down thirty-one seventeen, or when they're even down like thirty-one twenty? Um, I didn't think they're coming back after that field goal.
0: No, I the closest I thought it was going to be was twenty-one to fourteen. And they were driving down the field, but they fumbled, and then it turned into, you know, the Taylor. Like the, the very next play was the Taylor. Yeah. Taylor Green seventy yard run. I think that's when I thought it was over for me.
1: Same here, because okay, they get the pick six, great. They go down and they they scored. They go trade plays. The pick six, all right. They they're tied the game. Boise goes down, and scores quick, then fumbles. It was. They're saying like when Miami fumbled, he like oh he's not holding the ball right, or like the guy came in and knocked the ball. The ball just came loose. It wasn't even. Maybe it was a hold tight enough, but it wasn't like a helmet or a punch to get the ball. He just was sidestepping and lost. Unfortunately, lost the ball there. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's a thing of do you think there's a any truth to like, oh, they Boise's been in bigger games? Like no rebel player on this roster has been in any game close to this magnitude.
0: I don't think it was that. I think it was just Boise was able to make more plays. I think the way UNOV UNLV was just treating this like a normal game. Based on what I saw, and they was just, Boise was
1: just able to make more plays. Yeah, and what they did, like, Green only had three completions. Like, Genty was tearing it up. Like, it was, like, this is what, like, where was this team all year? Was was Andy Alvarez really holding them back with this situation? Maybe he might have been. Because when we look at what they've done the past couple weeks, like, you have the losses, okay, you lose to Washington, whatever. UCF on a jump, we talked about before, super long field goal. Memphis, a weird block field goal. They could be, they could be a 10 win team for those two games alone. But yeah. the past month, they've been basically, New Mexico doesn't matter, but after the Fresno loss, he's already fired. They've been playing quite well five of the past six weeks. Though I think like it's kind of fluky, so it's going back like Avila's being fired, and we'll mention that, because like his dad posted on social media, like, what are you doing? He's a complete jerk as well. For what he mentioned about it. it's his team, coach, coach, kid, son, team, whatever. It's like, get out of here. But they had like three fluky things happen. Like this team, and you, you play how it goes because you think about it. Like I mentioned, including this your CSU game, the hell uh, married to Down Hulker caught in the end zone. This team could literally be eleven and two, right? Like, um, yeah. And even the Fresno game was only one score loss. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, over, like where was this team? Like, it was kind of their all year. And I'm not saying... Out, it looks like Alvalos deserved to be like, go, oh. But if the, they had every bad break going against them, except for, like, this particular game against UNLV, they, not they got breaks, but they made, took advantage of opportunities they had in prior games, they did not. Because they were trailing versus Fresno as well. Actually, no, they are winning a half. Yeah, they are trailing and came back. It's okay. Didn't get the win there. But I do wonder what necessarily changed and it was just fluky like they have fluke losses throughout the year and i'll say they're fluky 57 yard field goal Hail mary block field goal to lose <laughs> this team's probably better than 85 record they showed it on saturday but just thrashing the rebels who looked decent at times i don't know they looked okay but not really they couldn't hold on the ball and that's probably yeah. and penalty wise too not great
0: yeah, I mean, you 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 could realistically make the case for this Boise team being eleven and one because all of their losses except for the Washington game were all by one score. So it, I think they just they finally got out of their own heads. I think with the Avalos hire, with the firing of Avalos, you know, they were able to correct some things, and I I think it just worked worked out the way
1: they wanted. It did, and you see, are we gonna? Are we gonna? What's the coaching search look like? Because it's. They're keeping everything quiet. Like, there's literally. I, mean, I,
0: I think, I think they need to stay with just based on the response that they've gotten, and like I know they say you inter like all the players like the interim coaches, and they should just hire them. But I truly think with the way the team has responded, that Spencer Danielson should be the, the next Boise head coach.
1: Because who's better than him out there? Like, there there could be like there are better coaches, honestly. And also, we should note this: he became the first interim coach in FBS history to win a conference title. So there's that as well, and he called like a great game. Did you? You're, I know we're watching, but did you see the part in between third and fourth quarter? They're up big. He's still pumping everybody up, yelling at them, going crazy, like he wanted them to finish this game, and they won the fourth quarter three to zero. Yeah, and,
0: and I think that's definitely one of the things is like, while I know he was the DC, I feel like he he can be he can evolve into that CEO type of head coach. You know, as long as he brings in the right right you know he may want to have his say in the defense but mm-hmm. and, and I am the, the CSU guy so I'll just I'm always going to compare stuff to CSU but I think yeah. like with Norbell not being able to you know hand off the plays like he wants to I think that's what's holding him back and as long as you know if the and he doesn't do that I think Boise has a chance to take that take that next step back to back to the top of the mountain.
1: They do, and like, back to this game as well, UNLV, it's, I know they went to Doug Brumfield, have got a little banged up at the end, They're like, oh, maybe Brumfield could do something, but there are also a lot of drop passes in this game, like, Maeva was trying to basically pull Brett Farr for all these situations, like, so many passes that were literally right there, like, but super-duper tight, like, he had guys double-teamed right at the top, but the guy's hands right, there's one catch, if I recall, should have had a tight end, and then they make, like, the pick-six, i like, what are you doing? Like the t- remember the the tight end against the D B? He's like and who ended up being, did my guy get defensive player of the game that was I correct on that? Who won def- uh, who won defensive player of the game?
0: Alexander Tubner.
1: Oh, uh, no, I did not pick him. Who got to pick six then? Who was it? Um McCoy, that's right. Am- um, Am- oh, no, not pick six, the big interception. That's Fred, right. No Fred Thompson. No, that was sorry, I was thinking no, I was thinking Boise State side, sorry. The playing the oh, tight end um, Amari McCoy. Amerion McCoy. Yeah. But I the, thought
0: it was
1: Andrew uh, the, Was that the one-yard I thought he went for a big game. Regardless who whoever it was, there's too many turnovers. But the play where they had the tight end running a weird route? Do you remember that play? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they made a good point. It's like, why is he running some curl route or something where you got a guy who's like, you got a foot on him, it seems like, because Titans are huge compared to the DB. Now, I don't recall. It was one of the two. I thought he made a 20-yard run. But they make a bad throw. Maybe is like, what he's throwing like if you have the tight end, what is it like third and five or something? Go ahead and play basketball and box the ground, throw it to you right there. Why are you trying to throw that route? The DB had no illusion he was getting beat downfield by the lumbering tight end. He just sat there, the ball come, jumped and took it, and got the interception. So like there's plays like that where you're a new quarterback, which Maeva was, and you're playing against experienced guys. And think too, like. I was wrong because I was thinking a Boise secondary hasn't been very good this year. That's where maybe they could beat them, and that clearly was not the case. Like Man was under fifty percent, two picks, but he was trying too hard, which is fine. He wants to win the game for you, but there are a lot yeah. of throws where maybe the receivers could have caught him, but there was such direct area where it's it was it was just nearly impossible. Like it was they weren't off target for the most part. Some of these throws somewhere, but some ones I'm thinking of that were just right there. They're just in such a tight window. It was a perfect throw where everything had to go just right where the guy technically was open, but it's just so hard to catch those. And sometimes you gotta I don't know what you do, you gotta wait half a second, makes the guy's open. Or then there's the play where he was supposed to Do you remember also there's a play too where the guy was gonna I think it's the end of the game. The game was already over, but receiver was gonna clear out. Maybe I don't remember if it was Brumfield or a... The guy was trying to clear out the middle, and I think it's fourth and long or third and long. They had up freaking punt it. Where the guy is going down the middle to open up underneath, he's not even looking. The ball goes through and just hits on hits him in the helmet. Remember that play like down, a the, mi- bit, yeah. down the middle <laughs> of the field? He's basically clearing the pl- clearing it out to have more underneath through him to take a safety and DB. He had no intention of getting the ball. And yes, while he's open, I guarantee his thing was all right, go deep and then maybe hang out there just in case, like, the you know, as they scramble drill to go back and forth, but again, just clear the field out, and the ball just throws them. So it's like, there's some lack of communication, it seemed like, in some of these things. But regardless, like, the way they played wasn't great, but still, 9-4 and four Rebel team, this is their best team literally forever, except when Randall Cunningham was in town. This is an accomplishment I, to hail high above their heads.
0: I, I will say that I felt like... Um... Maeva was trying to force things when he, when mm-hmm. they saw that the running game wasn't being as efficient and you know making that making those freshman mistakes, trying to force things in there, trying to spark this offense to something. You know, like, I can't fault him for that, but he he needs to he tries he needs to learn to take what the defense gives him, and I felt like he was trying to force things too much. Oh, man,
1: why did Jet Thomas have one carry this game? What was up with that? Like,
0: this is just the way they I win. win. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I did What are you doing? I'm just wondering because we looked before the game, like Vincent Davis, um, Donovan Luster, Jet Thomas, Courtney Reese, all these guys have the amount of carries they got per game or for the season. There wasn't a huge difference. Like they – well, yes, I believe Vincent Davis was their guy. But I'm looking here at what they did all season long for splitting the carries. It was relatively balanced, and they were not balanced in this game. Maybe they thought, well, Davis can't do it. Because you had Davis 132, Jet Thomas 108. I'm assuming this is after the title game. The Lester 95 and Courtney Reese 59. So not a huge difference, like a little bit, but not like a huge gap where this is the Vincent Davis show and that's it. That's what it was. It didn't go well. And so I don't know what what was up with that either. If he's not working, give it to somebody else. That's my thought. No. But again, like the way everything was going did you have okay before the game like all of our score we should pull up that to the score predictions because we were all wildly wrong I, I said 27 21 so I was wrong hey I think everybody's wrong nobody thought 44 points because rebels defense has been solid all year and myami has been yeah. playing well and we knew there was also you know what's annoying you don't know if he had chances how many times on the kick returns they got two past midfield and got nothing out of it like there were yeah. opportunities I'm not saying to win. But there are opportunities where this should not have been a blowout. They get the ball past midfield on kick returns. The one that b- bounced on the ground and picked up and ran for a big... I think one was a kick return. I'm not sure if the other was a punt. But switching fields and going back and getting past midfield multiple times and you get barely anything out of it, that's also a problem with your offense. Like Their offense just stalled out, and they had their special teams help them to be in this game or at least be closer to the final outcome because maybe that was... Ten more points, it could have been for 30 or something, something more respectable than yeah. getting your butt kicked. Because that's psh. the offense just wasn't good. That's all I could say about. It. Like the offense was one of the worst all season.
0: Yeah, I was say, there was the one sack that knocked him out of field goal range too. Oh, but that's just, right. They did. They couldn't help themselves.
1: Yeah. So look, here's a, let's go over some fun stuff we did. So, oh, what was the over under? Fifty-eight and a half. It blew past that, right? Yeah. So you got that right. So you, let's see who's right. I was I see who got that right. I was right. Oh, oh you're wrong. Sorry, Josh. Unfortunately you missed the under. <laughs> Score prediction. I thought, who I thought, I thought, you took the under?
0: I know. I thought the I thought the defenses were gonna be a little bit better.
1: Well one defense was. <laughs> yeah. So who's the closest correct to this game? I'm trying to see here. Uh, me and Colin had thirty four points for Boise. No, Brandon had thirty five. He was the closest. He had 68 total points. Man, nobody's really all that close in the total points for this game. I had 34-28. You had for, for Boise. I had
0: 27-21. Yeah, not... I think, uh, Eric, I think Eric
1: was probably the closest. Yeah, for point differential, 36-24. Michael had... But well actually, run... technically Colin was better. I guess point differential, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, scores? I, I think, every, with those points here, everybody thought UNLV might figure Boise wouldn't score as many points. And UNLV got kind of about what they thought they would be for the most part, outside of Michael going 41 points for the Rebels. He but also, like UNLV had a pick six in this game to like only 13 offensive points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: MVP, nobody got Taylor Greene, right, unfortunately. We all got that wrong. Your George Solani deep poll did not come close at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, not to pile on Josh, but just say it here. I'm trying to Hey, I got the bold prediction right. That's all that matters. You and Michael got a bold prediction right. That's good. That's like worth 10 points, right? Yeah. And defensive MVP. Who was defensive MVP? Was it Ahmad? Uh, Oh, the other guy. No, it was too Dang it. I got that wrong. Nobody got that right. It's okay. Let's see here. Underrated player who made an impact in the game. Let's see. Stephen Cobbs. My
0: my pick was out because he didn't play. Okay.
1: And they still loved out Stephen Cobbs. Um, I guess Lamar's pretty close for Jacob. Who's D- D- there? He got with this inter- in the uh, six catches and big special teams game. So that's close. Um, who had an interception? Was uh who had to pick six? Who was that? Do you recall off the top of your head? I'm trying to see here. Uh, was Mar- they Only
0: had one interception, so it was Fred Tompkins.
1: Okay, so now we got that right. I was looking because uh, who had who was it? Let's see. Did- Matt had uh Marcel McDuffie. I had a Mario on McCoy. Did he do anything in this game's particular special? Did he get a interception? Yeah! That counts. I got a pick, right? There we go. I got something right on this. <laughs> Under the Raider player. Wild predictions. Let's read through these and sell wrong word because this is always fun. Trick. Mine was a trick play that goes horribly wrong and results in turnover. There were a couple trick plays. Like we mentioned before, the Boise flicker. UNLV tried it, kind of, but didn't throw, so I didn't win that one, which is okay. Um, Matt had Jet Thomas' longest play from scrimmage. He had one yard. Oh. Not close at all, right? <laughs> oh. Uh No fake putt. Brandon had a good one. a fake putt for a touchdown for UNLV. No. You had five oh. plus turnovers. Good job. Congratulations. Oh. Phil went really bold. 28 unanswered points by UNLV. Not even close. Sorry. Oh. Um. Oh, hold on. For the Rebels, who scored, was it a linebacker who scored? What position does he play? Uh... Because we may have Ooh. we have one that's in consideration. What's for a Thomas? Linebacker. Oh, so close. <laughs> Eric had an offensive slash defensive line score a touchdown. Does he get half a Because linebacker Ah, oh, no, it's not close. It's not a Texas situation. You saw the Texas play, right? The big guy with the touchdown? Yeah. yeah. Like that was amazing. Yeah. Does the Heisman pose number was it number ninety in the end zone? <laughs> I think
0: it was 90, 90 or ninety three. I don't
1: remember. Uh, so he was close. You and only wins on the Hell Mary. No, sorry. Jaden Maven 400 with yards passing. Not even close. <laughs> uh, special teams touchdown and kick block. That was uh, not no, didn't happen. But there was a good special teams play by UNLV. So that's our bold prediction. So we got to be bold for a reason. We got two out of ten, right? That's not bad. Yeah. Anything else about the rebels? Like, what were the, what's going on here for them? Like, are we looking at them as a team that can continue this if they keep Barry Odom and everybody around? Because I like, I want more different teams to be in the championship game and win these things. I don't want just the same old teams every year.
0: Well, it depends because there's uh, a little bit of uh, breaking news out Ooh. of El Paso. No!
1: Wait, he's like, wait. Is Brendan Marion going to be the UTEP head coach? Don't tell he's me. He's interviewing in person today. Don't go to UTEP, please. Give it to Jeff Grimes. He interviewed from Baylor. Let him go be the UTEP coach. Do not go to UTEP. I know it's your first head coaching gig. Please, No. Don't go to UTEP. There's, no. No. There's some other news, too. No! Don't, why are you killing me, man? What, what's going on here? No, this one is New Mexico. Please, if you tell me it's Gary Patterson, I will punch the wall right now. No. Uh, Bryant Vincent
0: is in discussions to be the next head coach of, of ULM.
1: What? ULM? No! I was clapping for no, No! You tricked me with that. What? No!
0: Louisiana Monroe. Roger,
1: tell your guys to get in line and hire Vincent to be that coach. <laughs> what? Urgh, this is killing me, John. What's going on here? No. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, Vincent was the UAB
0: OC too.
1: I know. I know he's down there, but you have a guy who's shown reasonably good stuff within New Mexico. They got four wins. Yeah. He helped the offense. They were sh- good. Like, one of the running back is... One of the best in the conference, clearly. Uh, I guess if we're doing the coaching, should we mention Ken Wilson finally relieved his duties to the praise of everybody? Four and twenty after two years. <laughs> Found the money. Hey, they wait no, they waited to reduce the money. They're Like, okay, we got a million bucks here. I know it's not I know five hundred K is not nothing, but when you're at these leagues conferences in the Mountain West, it is something five hundred thousand dollars. So they fired him. Well, it was
0: him. still a million dollar buyout.
1: It was so he's got after a, what do you have a 16 game losing streak, winless in conference year before, zero offensive identity outside of like Sean Dollars and one other guy in defense that he's supposed to be known for. Yep. Also, one thing I didn't realize—I knew he was at UNM before, or excuse me, the Reno before. Did you realize he's there forever, like in the late '80s with Chris Alt? Yeah. I didn't realize he's there that long. I knew he's there before. I just I, when I was looking up writing a quick article about him, about them moving on. I didn't realize he was there for so long before he took a few other jobs out West. So what are they going, what are they going to do? Because Chris Murray at Nevada sports that put 30 candidates out there, 30 candidates. Right, I, 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 too I many. will
0: say that it's too much, but I will add a caveat here.
1: Look at Look at everything you I can. Post,
0: <laughs> well, hold on. Going back to CSU before they hired Chain Orville. I put, <laughs> I put out an article on the site. Listing all the candidates that had been mentioned, and there were like 27 different candidates. Mm-hmm. However, the only difference is, is my list came from like six different sources. Mm-hmm. Murray, you cannot put 30 people in one article.
1: Okay, here's a couple of names on there. I'll read it. Manny Diaz, not coming. You don't want Manny Diaz as your head coach anyway, so he's not coming. Uh, Justin Fuente, not coming. Like, I'm like. Oh, here's what he says, too. This isn't... Okay, let's make sure we're clear on what, what he's written. This isn't these 30 guys are a consideration. These 30 guys are reported to be wanting the job. These are guys, if you want, these people are available. So head coach experience. So Manny Diaz was at like Miami, Texas, D.C. He got fired when Taysom Hill beat the crap out of Texas a couple like a decade ago. Yeah, fired from that. I'll be beat them. Joseph Fuente. Yeah, Memphis, Virginia Tech, whatever. Do you want Brian Harson to be anywhere near any program in the Mountain West since he literally said the conference sucks? I don't know. I mean, he's a hard ass, but he can win. No, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't want that guy. Bobby Hawk Pass. would Jerry Kill is interesting, right? Did you know CSU had a chance to hire him? Jerry Kill? Yeah. When? Last time?
0: When no? When Steve Fairchild? When we hired Steve Fairchild as a head coach?
1: Was Jerry? Where's it was Jerry?
0: Down to the, it was down to those two.
1: Where was he before Minnesota?
0: Something like that. Because yeah. I know
1: he stepped down for heart for health reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. He had like the seizures or whatever. Yes,
1: and so he may that that's not a bad that may not be bad, but that's always a concern. Bronco Mendenhall. Ooh, I don't know about that. He's a guy who infamously hates recruiting. and and left virginia because of nil gary patterson even times 10 that do you want nick rolovich coming back to the conference do you want that sideshow
0: i mean as long as he doesn't fucking mention it i don't care
1: yeah (laughs) like him fighting all that stuff it's like dude get over it it's like you're fired for a reason for being a dummy mike sanford junior okay maybe so he's a high school coach in Colorado. He is right now. I didn't know he's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not. He's didn't. Eh. Kevin Sumlin, not gonna happen. But I'd love that hire. That'd be amazing. I I, I don't I mean if to...
0: he wants to get back into coaching, I could see it. He's
1: currently with Maryland staff, Mike Loxley. and their offense is going pretty well. What he did Arizona, and he was well.
0: Hold on, Sumlin just did get arrested for DUI like a month ago.
1: Uh, he did or. Someone. Some I don't know if it's him. Oh my gosh! No, it, was it was Kevin Sublin? Yeah. All right. See you later. Go hang out with the Death Pool of Maryland coaches, like DJ Durkin. Somehow, who got to keep his job. Uh, I'm gonna laugh. Okay, I'm gonna list one here before he laugh at the next one. Matt Wells, which maybe I, I don't think, think I don't think he should have left Utah State. He took a job because a better job in Texas Tech. And he, he did not realize – also, I don't blame him for taking the job. I blame the AD – I don't know who it is or who it was at the time – to bring in a guy where they all want just Texas guys to be your head coach. Even though he was doing well at Texas Tech. I think he's at uh, – he's an Oklahoma analyst right now. You want to give it? did you read this article? Am I giving you news that you already know, or did you go through all these names yet? No,
0: I mean, I read some of them. I just don't remember all did of
1: them. Did you see the uh, former NFL head coach? Who? John John Gruden! What is no he? No way he's come to college, no. Especially not at Nevada. Does he have land in Reno? That's all I think. Oh, yeah, he owns a home in Tennessee. He owns a home here. He owns something there. Like, what is, what is it? I don't know what, what he's doing here. And then there's some, a lot of SES coaches. Jay Hill would be good, but I don't know if he would leave from BYU as through D.C. That would be an amazing hire if they get him. He's at Weber State, took him to the playoffs. Exciting offense when he was there. not
0: there. Not for Nevada. What do you mean? He's not leaving. For, he's not leaving for that job.
1: No, I'm just saying, like, if he wants to be a head coach.
0: I mean, does he want to go? Does he want to be a head coach bad enough to pass up
1: resources? I don't know. He left. Well, FCS to FBS is different, but
0: no, I'm just saying, it, it, is, that... it, is, it did leave for BYU though.
1: Yeah, and he was at Utah before. He was at Utah before he went to be the DC or the head coach at Weaver State, and now he's at BYU, and they did okay um if you want to be head coach sure but i don't know i I like that a lot if that's if i don't this list again is not i don't think this is any serious list like to be fair like this isn't these guys connect the program these are guys who just saying here's if they want these type of coaches out there here's who could be because like andy ludwig i don't want Andy ludwig like i know he's the offensive coordinator of my university of utah youths i like, we had a guy on our radio show last week it was stevenson sylvester who played for utah went to nfl for a couple of years it was really good in college, and when like because Ludwig went to Utah twice, he was there when he won the Sugar Bowl, and then he went. There's reasons he's been OC at Fresno, Oregon, Cal, Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, San Diego State. He's never been head coach. I remember two things. I worked with a guy who was just center for I don't think the Sugar Bowl year, but one of the year, like maybe the year before or something. I'm trying to remember which one it was. He would he'd basically be the Winkler character on Waterboy where the guy, where he basically loses his mind, like, oh, let's run our play. Let's pretend. Here's a play. And we'll do a reverse, but we'll fake to reverse. No, you pretend to fake, then you really fake. He would run, like, on third and one, the longest developing play ever, like an end around round reverse when it's, like, fourth and one or third and one. I'm like, he's doing okay right now, but there's a reason he's not a head coach. I would not want him to be a head coach. Ryan Grubb's not going to Nevada. Spencer Danielson, please. <laughs> he's not going there like this list Kirby Moore no Aaron Roderick that's even less of BYU going to Nevada you know I mean I'd like that higher too he has a actually no the offense hasn't been that great but he's had some decent players but this list is oh okay hold on I, I just reading this list because it's hilarious you want to put who's not if you were to think Josh the not happening list wouldn't John Gruden be on the not, not happening list right Yes. <laughs> you want to see he's not who's on the not happening list. I, he, I
0: remember Chris Alt being one. Yeah, of
1: them. he pulled. He pulled me. He pulled a big one on uh, big time on me on this to read through the whole thing. Chris Alt, Nick Saban, you're close. Jimbo Fisher, <laughs>
0: uh, Curse Peterson. He's not coming out of retirement. He'd only come out of retirement for
1: Boise because he's wearing his Boise. he come out. Did you see? What he was wearing yesterday his Boise Nike quarter zip.
0: Yeah, he was, he was, he was, they were interviewing
1: him. I know, in the booth. And then Tony Reno, because Tony Reno is always, always mentioned up because he's the head coach, and his last injury. Reno. This list, sorry, this is just throwing cup out there just to screw around, and he got us. <laughs> if we're being realistic about Nevada, like, what? Who would want this job? We know resources aren't great. They like basketball better when they think they're better than what they are. Like, what type of coach could they legit, legitimately get? Like, if he if he's putting this – real quick, if he's putting this list out there, why is Brendan Marion not on the list? Right? That would be – Oh, no. Oh, sorry. He is on the list. I skipped past him. My apologize I was laughing too hard at Andy Ludwig and went past it, and Ryan Grubb. Sorry, he is on the list. So, well, what, there we go. Well, that, what,
0: they, what they should do is they should pony up and outbid UNLV for Barry Odom.
1: <laughs> they can't. They have no money. Nevada has no money. So, seriously, what type of coach do they want to get? Because they want defensive coach, former assistant – where did Jay Norville come before? Washington. Was he Arizona State before?
0: Or Oklahoma or something. What it might have been? I think it was Arizona State, yeah.
1: So what? When, when we're looking at the conference, what type of coach would fit to do well? It ha- To me, it has to be a first-time coach. I mean,
0: it has to be a first-time coach who's going to take a cheap contract or Danny Gonzalez on the same contract he was in New Mexico.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what if... a uh, Oh, man. Do you want some guy who runs offense? Because they would literally bad at everything this year.
0: Uh, I mean, it depends on which way they want to go.
1: I don't know, man. It's like... Dante Williams, possibly? I don't know. That could be interesting. He was UCS interim coach in 2021. That's a possibility. Ah, It's a bad spot, man. Is this... Like, when we look at the conference, is it New Mexico and Nevada's like the worst jobs in the league? The baddest words. Well, I mean, but those two, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like this list, he got me big time on going through this list, reading the whole thing. But John Gruden, like, what do you? It's because there's Raider fans in Reno. That's why, right? It has to be the no reason. He <laughs> <laughs> can't be that. Is... Like putting him out there, I'm like, that's crazier than Indiana saying they're gonna get him. I could
0: believe Indiana more than I could believe,
1: um, yeah. You
0: know, oh my gosh.
1: So what about okay? Let's get first the state situation. You hear about Jeff Tedford? I get it was very well, he, vague. He's only
0: out for the bowl game.
1: I know, so to get to it was very vague where they said he's stepping down. They didn't say in the main release on Twitter or whatever. It was only for the bowl game until it came out like way after. I'm like, wait, is Fresno need a new head coach? Because they were very they were, they were not clear about what was going on. Basically, stepping away from that's the bowl what I
0: game. It was.
1: No, it is. Maybe I read it wrong, but it seemed it did. It made it seem like it might have been more permanent than just he's going to not coach the bowl game and get better. So that kind of puts me to a spot where is he going to be around after next year? Could he still retire or step down this year? Because this would be would this be the third time he would have health issues? Because last time at Fresno State, that's what he mentioned. Did he mention that at Cal before?
0: I don't remember.
1: I know it would be at least twice. At least, obviously, this time is temporarily. But this could be a p- spot where this job could open up because if he's having health issues now, I'm not saying push him away or I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. This is not what I'm getting at in any shape or form. But for his health to be to live a good life the rest of his time, like who needs the stress of being a college football coach when this is the second time you are having personal health concerns? Go enjoy your life. Like, there's no re- – there's like, as te- as texting – well, I won't say this. I was – well, I can't get that. Sorry. I was going to say something I should not divulge at the moment. But your older coaches who want to come back and coach, like if you're 65 plus, 70 plus, I'm like, dude, just retire and chill. Just yep. don't – there's no reason to. And this – honestly, the begin. this is probably the beginning of the end for Tedford. Like, not to be rude or anything, but if you have health issues, take care of that stuff. He's having Tim Skipper be the interim coach. But why – this is where Fresno State probably should be looking for a new coach within the next two seasons. Am I being too harsh on this?
0: No, I, I mean, it's it's probably – like how old is Temper? Like 70-something?
1: No, he's 62. If Let I me mean, double – yeah, 62. He's not super old, yeah, but he's getting if, up there.
0: If this is health issues and this multiple stops, yeah.
1: At least two. At least the two at Fresno. I'm looking around from Cal, but it doesn't look like it. But take care of yourself, dude. Like do one more year or something or whatever. If it, if it's hopefully it's minor, or something crazy, but this clearly probably like they need to be preparing next two years for the future. For this guy. So I don't know. I'm just trying to look out for the guy. Like there you could get a good coach at Fresno. And so Anything else to add about the championship game? we got bull stuff coming up tonight. We'll have that up on the website. Anything else we need to get to, Josh? We missed about championship game. Any surprise coaching search you want me to be mad out mad about right now? No, <laughs> well, those those were the only two. Okay, just um, what was it? G- or not Gonzalez? Um, Vincent Davis, um, and, and, UTEP. and UTEP. Utep. No, no, don't Marion, please. To be fair, it's only it's only interviewing. I know. He's gonna get interviews. Like, let's talk about the U.N.L.B. You know, job really quick. Barry Odom. Is he gonna stick around for one more year? Is he gonna go anywhere that's worthwhile? I
0: mean, unless it's a surprise, it seems like he's staying. For-
1: like, what? If we look at jobs that are open, like Indiana got Signetti took Indiana from James Madison. He's not gonna go anywhere within the conference. Like, he's not going to Boise State or Nevada or anything. West Coast jobs—they're all—they're all occupied at the moment. You have UTEP, obviously that's open. You have, um, or- no, Oregon State filled their job. That's right. You mentioned ULM. Um, <sighs> Missouri's not going anywhere. Arkansas Pittman's on his last leg. Fight bringing in super Bobby Petrino. Good, great. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad UNLV didn't bring him in. Like I'm glad, he, or glad, excuse me, glad he left for Texas A&M. Um, Duke's technically open right now. I, I think yeah, I think he's gonna stick around. I'm trying to think. Any any of the big jobs, biggest jobs are missing? Any like jobs that are better than the conference they're in?
0: Probably not, but did you see who Arizona State is looking to hire as their offensive coordinator?
1: No, what are they up to? Marcus Arroyo. Why would Kenny him want to do that? No <laughs> I, I just put it out there. Like, what is going on? Why? Well,
0: so, th- does Barry Odom go to Tulane? That mm, job good. just
1: opened up. Is Fritz official in Houston? Yeah, that got announced this morning. Uh, isn't the quarterback leaving now, finally? I don't remember. Uh, I would. Here's why I would stay. And this is not us being over. Here's the legit reason why I stay. You have resources there. And. De- They've already put money in when they brought in Tony Sanchez, the high school coach for Bishop Corbin. They went; they were building under Arroyo, which I, this might be a bold take. I think if they kept Marcus Arroyo, the team would be about the same they were this year, relatively. They'd be, they'd be about what they were this year, I think, close to it. They would have been a bold team, probably seven, eight wins, maybe maybe not to nine, what they were now championship game contenders caliber, but I think they would have easily been to a bold game if they kept Arroyo. I felt that firing last year was – could have gone 50-50. I would have been like... I was, I was always saying like 51-49, keep them there. Because it could have gone either way. I would have been fine if they would have stayed. But I think with for young players, young quarter... I know Ricky White's probably gone. If they keep these guys around who they have on offense and Brendan Marion stays for one more year, I don't see why not they could have, when, be in the conversation to go for the conference championship next year.
0: I mean, it's possible.
1: So... With the jobs that are opening, and he's already done Missouri. He's done a big time coaching. He, he probably at some point wants to get back there. He's like mid forties. I don't know exactly what he'd want in his next type of job if he's even looking for that. But I would, I would say, I It seems like he was going to say one well, more unless until this all happens until you until the NFL makes their coaching changes, right? <laughs> until Jim Har- uh, until Jim Harbour goes to the Raiders. Is that what we're waiting for? <laughs> uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. There's Chicago or the Raiders are the two teams mentioned the most because he played for the Bears and was an assistant at the Raiders. Um, but yeah, he went to it's Midwest guy, Missouri. So I don't know if uh, not that he'd go to Michigan. That would be a weird hire. You have got the UNLV head coach. What's going on? But it could have ripple effect. But I would put it eighty seven percent he stays this year for another season at UNLV. Yeah, I
0: mean, unless unless something crazy opens
1: up. Which it always does, right? Yeah.
0: All
1: right. We'll wrap it up. Anything else to add here? We should wrap it up now before we get to our bowl stuff no, next week. No, we should week. wrap
0: it up. Sorry. I'm reading the Sicko's committee post. Sorry. That's uh, hey. okay. They're great. It's Utah State to the potato bowl. Is that official? I, that's why I'm not positive. It's like it, it says, it appears Utah State is going to the famous Idaho potato bowl. Shout out to this Aggie fan. Raw potatoes in the stands the last time they went.
1: Oh, that's the only reason I wanted. it. See, I'll do this real quick. I'll, I will put up some bowl projections really quick this morning. And there'll probably be half of them wrong because ESPN owns the majority of these bowls and there'll be flips and, flips and swaps. So here's what I put. You can tell me if you, yes or no. New Mexico Bowl, Fresno versus New Mexico State. That'd be interesting, right? Uh, New Mexico State versus Fresno, you
0: said? Yeah. In the New Mexico Bowl, yeah, I think that's what, um, what it is. Brian said, "Yeah, it's either Wyoming or Fresno State in the Mexico Bowl against the Mexico State.
1: And then LA Bowl is going to be Boise probably. I'm so glad it's likely UCLA, not Cal. However, Dante Moore may not play; enter the portal, so that'll be interesting. Um, Yeah, he's already he's already in the portal. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was a KJ Jefferson situation. Uh, And the portal, we'll watch that Monday. That's going to be crazy too. Then Frisco Bowl, and I'm keeping the bowl lineups the Mountain West basically asked because it's too hard to make guesses about going to the bowl that there's no tie-in, which it could be." I put Wyoming-Texas State in the Frisco Bowl down in Texas. Yeah. Potato Bowl, Utah State versus Ohio. Mm-hmm. Arm, Armed Forces Bowl, Air Force versus Marshall.
0: Okay.
1: And then already confirmed Hawaii Bowl, which Grayson McCall's in the portal. I think he's been injured, so that kind of sucks. But San Jose State versus Coastal. And then you got uh-huh. – I, I put UNLV versus Toledo in the Arizona Bowl, which I think would be very exciting too. Conference runner-ups. However – that means my text for me maybe watch a broadcast, Josh. And that's a problem. I mean it's it's on the CW. I know, so but it's, it's, it's not, but it's the same people. Yeah. I'm still not gonna watch anyway. I know. I gotta figure out what to do. It's like I don't want to get into that stuff, but it's people are just like, no. We saw the basketball thing earlier this year. Not a not a thing. Alright, we'll wrap it up now. Well, have bowl lineups tonight. We'll see how that goes. Most likely. Depends if you're listening to it, but Sunday afternoon, probably Sunday evening, all the bowl stuff will come out because I believe At this moment, is the college football playoff show still going on, Josh, at 1230 Mountain Time? (laughs) Yes. There's another hour and a half of it. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, my goodness. But follow us on Twitter, MWC Wire. We'll retweet stuff and share stuff for bowl projections or bowl finalizations, I should say. So check us out. We'll be back. Um, We'll have to find out more back, Josh, talk more about the bowl games and bowl matchups. Maybe early next week we'll figure things out to chat with everybody about it. But we'll see everybody next time. And, again, MWWire.com. Go check it out, and we'll um, have a good – I don't know. Bowl announcement day. Is that what we call this now, Josh? All right. Hold on. Hold on. We oh, wait. have our first. Oh,
0: what do we got here? Breaking news. Uh, do, 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 do. What do we got? According to the Atlanta Journal Constitution, Georgia State will play Utah State at potato bowl.
1: Okay. All right, then. I'll, I'll update that here. All righty. So Utah, Utah State versus Georgia, Sun Belt team. So not a MAC team, which is typically the case.
0: Not, that's not that's Clay Helton, is it? Clay Helton is uh, Georgia oh, Southern. Uh,
1: he's one of the Georgias. <laughs> yeah, he's Georgia Southern, not Georgia State. Mm, that would be fun. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, Georgia State to play Utah State in the bowl game. All right, we'll be on that. So there's your first bowl matchup, and I, I guess one of the first that's coming through all day Sunday. So that's retweeted right now on MWC MWC Wire, and check everything else out there. And now we'll see you next time with bowl bowl announcements later this week. See you, folks.